Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Forty-seven percent. Oh, Jesus. Ninety-four hey, proof. Thank you all for joining us this evening. We were just comparing bottles. Yeah, we're dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of cool. It's got a very flat back to it, but the rest of the bottle is like a bottle bottle. Ooh, yeah. My my mine mine is very Art Deco. Uh, yeah that that's the style of bottle that my last bourbon is it's that real like feels like a glass brick kind of thing and see look i even have wings it's so pretty it's so pretty oh i can't wait and i i'm gonna drink it in my in my very nice i I can i've been really digging like my little i don't know i want a smaller bourbon glass i think i need to go find Small bourbon. Small. I need me some small bourbon. Small. S-M-O-L. S-M-O-L. Small. Small. Oh, okay. So, um, well, fuck so, it. You want to talk? Want to talk drinks while we're on the subject? Well, we may as well. Okay. Um, Thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I was going to talk about last week's show first. Okay. Because I, I really need to apologize to everyone. We really fucked all this shit up when I built this new desk area and all that. And I totally <laughs> fucked everything up. And we did probably the best show that we've ever done last week. And <laughs> you you all may never hear it. Um, well, apparently Zoom changed one of my microphone settings when it updated. And like all my stuff's completely blown out. But and that's... Uh, What's weird is that you and I fixed it a while ago. Yeah. And then and it all, unfixed itself. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't get it. But um so, you know what? Let's just double check that right now. Audio settings. Automatically adjust microphone. Okay, we're good. There you go. There you go. And I'm actually recording separate tracks for each voice now so that we never have to deal with this shit again. Um because it it was ridiculous. It was a great show, and I may still put it out with with some of the audio cut out of it and all that, so that you don't worry about it. But uh, the sad thing is that we started talking about songs, and you can't hear any of that audio. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, listen to this, and and I'm listening, and I'm like, what? Uh, somebody <laughs> got somebody got turned their volume all the way up, and all of a sudden, Burke's gonna talk, and they're gonna be like, ah. My ears, delicate ears. So I was yeah. so so. Before we talk about the booze, I I gotta tell you this. I was at work, and uh, a couple of days ago, and I'm starting to realize that the younger generation is not smart. Um, oh no, they're they, not. One of the guys left his cell phone out, um, unlocked. So I went in and changed all of his ringtones. 
Uh, you missed the golden opportunity, man. You got to go into their settings and for texting and have it replace. Like if he types out the word LOL, it replaces it, autocorrects it to fuck or something like that. See, I, I, I figured this was enough because I, I changed his text tone to uh, uh, a, a, tyrannosaurus rex from <laughs> from jurassic park and then i waited for him to go into a meeting with the general manager and the assistant general manager and i texted him uh, <laughs> um yeah i'm having way too much fun at work actually i had a, i had a bad week is was it a bit Gosh, I don't want to say that it was a bad week. I was just drained. Like, we had every dickhead golfer in Dallas-Fort Worth come through our golf course over the past three days. I, I don't get how people don't understand that if their tee time's at 8.06 and they take off at 7.30, it fucks up the course because now there's an open slide over at 8 but yet you're interjecting yourself in between two other tea times and people don't get, they're like, I don't see the problem. There was nobody on the tea box. I'm like, yeah, it's not just millennials, man. They, these are old. I mean, farts. I mean, farts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 83 years old. That's fabulous. You still can't go off early. Have a fabulous day. Unless they're walking, and then you want them to go as early as possible. Nobody walks at our course. We don't allow them. Because <laughs> they have to drive out and put them on a stretcher because of the heat stroke. So anyways, Burke did mention that we both have bottles. Burke's bottle is very cute. Mine looks better. Oh, yeah. Mine's longer, of course, but that just goes without saying. <laughs> Length is not what matters. Girth. <laughs> uh, so, what are you drinking today? I have Stranahan's Blue Peak Single Malt Whiskey. This is not a bourbon, this is a whiskey. Rocky Mountains in the heart of Denver, Colorado. And this is 86 proof. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit. This is handcrafted at high altitude, a Solbra finish. I don't know what a Sol, no, Solera finish. I don't know what a that means. Solera. I don't know what that means. It says rich and mellow, distilled for, oh man, I, I gotta have my real glasses on. I can't read this crap. Computer glasses are not reading glasses. There we are. Distilled from 100% malted barley and cut to proof with pristine Rocky Mountain water. Wow, what is going on? Because you keep cutting out. No, no, no. Is that my automatic microphone thing that I turned on? I, do, okay. Let's go into your settings. Uh, okay. And below the automatic... Uh, volume control you should see um sound reduction or suppress background noise is at high turn that off turn it down to low 
Whenever okay. you whenever you bang something on the desk or touch something, it is muting your microphone. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. So, um, so anyway. this, this sounds like a very interesting little bourbon. Inspired by Spanish sherry bodegas at the heart of our distillery sit unique oak vats called Foders, never emptied. We carry, marry together casts of our age, single malts, creating a harmonious whiskey of unusual depth and complexity. Interesting. Alrighty, mm-hmm. and I did have one sip, but I'm going to do another. Okay. If you didn't tell me this wasn't bourbon, I would guess this to be a bourbon. It's got that really nice vanilla... almost almost hints of fruit in there it is a little lighter because it's a whiskey not a bourbon it's a little bit lighter mm-hmm. on the finish especially but you you can taste the oak in there this is this is very tasty this is really tasty Ooh. well all right yeah it, it's smooth and buttery on the tongue it doesn't burn uh, that's that's some good, now, good stuff. Now, is that a uh, uh, drink it, um, drink it drink straight it on the rocks. or mix? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, th- I would not mix this at all. This is a straight drinking stuff. All right. Especially um, at the price. <laughs> hey, that sounds, that sounds like. It's very tasty, and I'm going to have a good time drinking it tonight. Um, I did not go. Well, you know what? I don't know. This is not listed as a bourbon, but it is made in America. Uh, you know, this is a rye whiskey that okay. I, I'm drinking today. Uh, it is called Belfour. I have heard of Well, you showed me that, but I have heard of it. Now, here's the interesting thing. Eddie Belfour, who used to be the uh, the hockey goalie, uh, the hockey goalkeeper for um, the Dallas Stars. Okay. Uh, he was also, with, I think he was with the Detroit Red Wings for a while. I can't remember all That's of them. a team. Um, anyways, he started this distillery after he quit hockey. Yeah. Uh, it is distilled in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it says there are a lucky few who do what they love, not once in a lifetime, but twice. Hockey Hall of Famer Eddie Balfour translated his on-ice intensity into a new passion, distilling premium spirits. Uh, this is a rye whiskey. 47% alcohol, 94 proof by volume, or uh, uh, 94, yeah, 94 proof. 94 proof, yep. Um, I just poured it. I'm, I'm, it's got a great color to it, and it's got a great smell. I'm going to see what we got here. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready.
Okay. You definitely get some oak. You definitely get the rye. Um, <laughs> which is very interesting. Like, I, I love rye bread. Oh, yeah. Uh, the rye seed, I, I love to chew on. Um, it's got, ooh, it's got, ooh, ooh, the afterbite. Uh, it's smooth. It's very uh-huh. smooth. It's it's got it's it's got almost a creamy ending to it. Nice. Uh, it it doesn't it doesn't burn. It doesn't. I'm telling you, that's a that's a good taste in whiskey. Um, I, I like yeah. kind of like how like there are newer brands out there and and newer distillers out there that are putting out really really good products um it's just it it makes me feel good you know it's like they go there's nothing out there for me i want to make the spirit that i like to drink and then they achieve it and it's really good and everybody else gets to enjoy it too so uh let's see here Balfour. Oh, it's like that uh, distillery I got here in Akron, uh, Towpath. Yeah. I bought yet another bottle of that vodka because, my God, that stuff is amazing. And it's vodka. It shouldn't taste good. And this tastes amazing. Uh, and then there's that, um, uh, what's that one, that uh, whiskey tango? Oh, Hotel Tango. Mm-hmm. That bourbon is really, really good. And that's, the guy started in 2017 after he came back from serving. You know, it's like it, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, let's here. Uh, Mr. Balfour. Um, yes, he played for the Dallas Stars. Okay, he played for the Blackhawks, oh, the wow. San Jose Sharks, the Dallas Stars, Toronto Make Maple Leaves. Wow. And the Florida Panthers. Uh. Where where are his championships? I'm looking for the championships, man. Come in, give me the championships. There we go. Because uh, I think while he was with the Dallas Stars, he t- took them to to the to the playoffs. I, I don't remember. Um, anyways, I don't really care to tell you the truth. Uh, all I know is that he makes a Damn good whiskey, and I'm enjoying it. That's, that's all it's about. So, did you have anything big, exciting happen over the week? No, not really. Um, I can't really remember what we talked about last week. Was it that that wasn't the episode where you? No, it's not the one you fell off the cart. <laughs> no. But oh, you had the you had the one guy. Uh, you had to call the ambulance for the one guy, didn't you? Broke his, broke his, uh, broke his hip and that that big big ass bone going the into femur? his hip. The femur. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he he, he done. He's eighty. He's not playing golf. Eighty three years old. That dude's never freaking touching a golf club again. I don't think. I'm trying to think what else. What I else did I we did talk mention, about? I think I did mention the fact that if one more customer comes into my store and goes hey where's all your cars at i'm gonna beat him to death it's like have you been living under a rock i think uh i think i'm gonna call you 
day after tomorrow at work and go, why don't you have any cars? Because you're a dick, Scott. <laughs> Our dealership down here has cars. They got new ones, nice and pretty and blue. And <laughs> but, but I bought a BMW instead and paid freaking $75 a gas tank. <laughs> Don't say we didn't warn you, because we warned you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a fabulous, what a fabulous decision I made. Hey, you know, th- this was this was my bucket list car. That's and that's fine. I mean, I, I I would have given you a lot more grief if it's it, it's a nice car. It, you know, this it's a convertible. Is the one yeah. car I have wanted since high school. And I finally sat back, had the money. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'll am i buy it. If it turns out to be a piece of shit, I'll sell it. It's got a high resale value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I will enjoy it for a couple of years. I It's under 100,000 miles. I may sell it before it hits 100,000 miles just to, to get the extra two thousand dollars out of it yep hey how's your connection my connection's phenomenal you you just got a little metallic there for two seconds i i that's because i was listening to metallica earlier okay that that was a bad joke sorry yeah that was like (laughs) well there you go there's your problem (sighs) there's your problem there's your problem Uh, where's my speed test i'll do mine too uh I just go online and do one. Run speed test. Okay. Wow. Who is it that does the speed test? What what is that company? Just type um, to Google and do speed test. Oh wait, here it is. <laughs> I knew I had a shortcut to it. Yeah, I'm uh four seventy-five down. And twenty five up. Jesus, I'm three three thirty seven down and eleven up. So, okay, just a glitch in the matrix. No big deal. Yeah, I don't know where. I told you, man. It was a. I actually had a manager text me. I think I think she texted me yesterday during the day while I was there. She was like, "If you ever need to talk to someone." And I'm like, no, I'm just bitchy today. <laughs> Give me the fuck alone. I'm a guy. I get pissy. The next day I'm fine. Just Unfortunately, I was in a great mood when I got to work today and everyone everyone was a dickhead. And by nine o'clock, I was like, Jeff, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. I, I can't stand these fucks. These fucking old farts just sit around and bitch. They got nothing better to do than bitch. <sighs> I handed a guy a handkerchief today and told him to go wipe his ass. Uh, hopefully an employee and not a guest. No, he was a guest. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> wow. Fuck them all. I don't care. <laughs> well, there goes your job in the hospitality <laughs> department. Surprised it lasted this long. 
Well, what a shit show this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first person I think of when I want people to deal with the public is definitely Scott Davis. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I th- unless you're a help de- unless you're the help desk at the internet provider or the cable company you should never deal with the public did you turn it off and turn it back on again <laughs> try 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 unplugging it and then plugging it back in oh okay uh, all right people for those of you that don't know there is a british comedy called it crowd go watch it you will everything that i just said will make sense did you turn it off and turn it back on again? <laughs> Every time they call the IT department, that's all they say. Because <laughs> frankly, it's usually the case. <laughs> it's like, how come my phone doesn't work? Have you turned it off? Oh, not in a couple of weeks. Turn it off. Oh, um, so I, I I had the opportunity this week to to take the car over to Texas Motor Speedway. And um, see how fast I could get the Beamer to go. (laughs) Nothing like shortening his life. That's a great idea, Scott. (laughs) So here's what I figured out, people. If you have a BMW 328i. Convertible. Convertible. That's not souped up at all. Nothing like that. You can get 152 miles an hour out of that vehicle. Um, every freaking seam in the roof, cause I had the roof up, like they mandated that I had the roof up every seam in the roof whistled, <laughs> <laughs> scream for mercy. Maybe stop, stop it. Hey, I need I need to I need to thank you for letting me come out and screw around out there. But uh, <laughs> uh, I actually I may have to I may have to blot that out. He might get fired for that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hmm. 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 It's like a vanilla cream sickle. Nice. I'm loving this. Oh my god! And my ice. My ice is spinning like it's the Death Star. I'm <laughs> so excited about that. Hey, um, so we're going to do the show today, which is which is about music. Um, the the week after uh, is the show that I want to do, uh, talking about older songs being used in movies and stuff nowadays and how it's influencing television and stuff that kids are watching today um i actually am gonna have my friend jordan come on he i do believe he's like 24 maybe 25 uh i'm gonna try and get caitlin to come on as well she's 23 and and just have a discussion with some younger people about the influences of music from the past today. Uh, this all comes from, from the, the Stranger Things uh, episode. Where Kate they, Bush and Metallica, yeah. Yeah. Where the, I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't seen the Metallica one yet. I saw the Kate Bush version, Running Up the Hill. 
running up that hill today. Uh, I actually finally watched it. And first off, I, I have to give them a lot of props that it is so well produced the way that they did it and incorporated it. It makes, it makes total sense uh, for, for the journey that those kids are going through. And I, I just, I found it very interesting. And what was cool is that Jordan works with me. Jordan has come up to me now with about four songs from the past that are in movies and, and television shows nowadays. Um, and, and, and talk to me about the impact that this has on, on younger kids. And I was like this, we just have to do a show about this. That's cool. I like um, it. And it's going to be interesting having, I'm, I'm still, I, I'm still going to send Sam a text to see if she would like to come on and join in this because she's going to have a different take. Um, oh, yeah. the, the, the whole supernatural um well that was kansas that they did a lot well they did kansas at the beginning of the show almost every show but but there was a tremendous amount of of classic rock and and mid-80s rock that that was used in the show um so i i think it's i think it's going to be a good topic I think it's going to be an interesting round table to have. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know who else we, we will bring in. I'm, I may call, I may call, uh, 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 come on, Grover, Grover Washington, uh, and have him come in as well. And, and join into some of the discussion. He's, he's, well, he's in the music industry, so yeah, he's yeah, yeah. very knowledgeable about it. Uh, shoot, he was 50 Cent's audio engineer for 50 Cent's tour before he went to prison. It's got a sucky way of losing your job, but okay. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Sorry, had, guys, you're fired because the act is in prison. Okay, have a I nice had, life. I had just quit um, Megas, Megas Productions uh, when, uh, when Grover had gone out with uh, 50 Cent. And I, I remember calling Grover up going, hey, does he need a lighting guy right now? And Grover was like, no, not right now. And I was like, damn, 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 damn. Because I just quit my job because, <laughs> because they pissed me off. Um, but, yeah, Grover. <laughs> um, we, we, we may have to have Grover on sometime just to talk about, talk about our uh, – we, we did a show in Toronto one time together and it, we were there for three days grover and i decided to go out almost every night <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if it was toronto or vancouver anyways um middle of winter i remember grover 
slipping on ice and breaking his ass. Um, I I don't I I do believe that Toronto was the trip that got him divorced. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> we didn't even do anything. Well, we came close, but the the two hundred mile was it the last straw kind of thing. <laughs> the two hundred mile rule was definitely in place. Uh, and for anyone that doesn't know what the two hundred mile rule is, is you never screw around two hundred miles from home. Uh, uh, you mean under 200 miles or over? Yeah, under. You got never, okay. If you're within 200 miles of your house, you do not screw around. Beyond that, it's free game. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so, sure I text that to Kristen. It is. A, <laughs> it is a what? Well, I mean, it, it is no wonder that that I I'm divorced. Um, but. God, I wonder if my ex-wife could have handled the entertainment industry. I don't think she could. Oh, hey, uh, Davis and Davis shows to record in about fifteen minutes. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know why you wanted to start so damn early today. Although I started drinking at like noon, so this ought to be an interesting one. <laughs> well, because the last time we did this show, it went long, and we've added more songs. I guess we should, you know what, what, where are we at right now? We got to take a break. Um, Okay. We're going to take a a quick break and we'll come back and explain everything that happened before we get started. Um, I'm looking for my, my timer. Screw it. Screw it. (laughs) Screw it. I I have actually cleared all the music out of my, uh, out of my thing because I had to get everything ready for us. So uh, I guess I'll just do Fire and Mercy, and, and we'll be back. See you in a bit. comedy show last week which we said couldn't happen uh 
because the audio was just crap, and I'm still working on it. I may get it to, to, to come out later this week. Anyways, we did a whole segment on Rush Martin. If if you remember, that was the Big Texas Burning uh, and the Big Tex Eulogy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. This music that I'm playing right now, which is uh, Fire and Mercy, was the music that he used to start his show. That's why I had, you know, Burke listened to this the one time, and I, I think he said something like, it was weird or or something like that. It was very, uh, very electronic. I, I forget what you said about it, but there there is a special place in my heart for this. That, so that, that's okay, man. Um. Anyways, God, I loved Russ Martin. He had he had one show where they were all fighting so bad that the intro music literally played all the way through. And it's like a <laughs> seven minute long song. <laughs> you knew, you knew when shit was going wrong at the Russ Martin show, because that thing would just keep playing and playing and playing. Um, so, so we did this music show about what? Eight months ago, six months ago. It was early on, man. It was like first season. Maybe. I think it was, yeah, I think it was first season. Uh, we were not perfected in our, in our, uh, in our anything. Yeah. Our, <laughs> we were in our infancy. Form, our format needed a little work. A little tweaking. Uh, <laughs> well, our, equip, then, our equipment needed a little tweaking. Then Scott bought the beast and the beast did not get everything transferred over to it from the laptop there was stuff that just wouldn't I, do it yeah it, it was like uh, or maybe it was corrupt or who knows yeah well i mean my the beast would sit there and look at me and go fuck you that ain't coming on here uh <laughs> ew no that's gross um, i'm not touching that you have any suck what oh i don't think so <laughs> Ooh, I don't think so. Mm, mm. Sniff your fingers before you put it in me. <laughs> no, you always sniff your fingers after you put the. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, we're going to hell. Uh, anyway, hey, before we get into that, uh, uh, this this uh, single malt whiskey uh, that says Solera finish. I looked it up. Solera is a process for aging liquids such as wine, beer, vinegar, and brandy by fractional blending in such a way that the finished product is a mixture of ages, with the average age gradually increasing as the process continues over many years. Uh, its purpose of this labor-intensive process is to maintain that is the maintenance of a reliable style and quality of the beverage over time solera literally means on the ground in spanish it refers to the lower level of the set of barrels or other containers used in the process so i did not know that and i thought to share okay you shared a lot okay solara 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 finish let's see i am i am i blowing out today no no you're good yeah okay I uh 
I put some neutral density up on my windows. Um, we'll see. Oh, you're talking works. about your video. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you're a little. Well, that's just your normal white and paste. Well, I think. Quit having a. <laughs> Let me show you my farmer tan. You want white and pasty. <laughs> you wanted to do the show naked anyway. You might as well do it. Jesus Christ. It's brighter than my shirt. God. Can you put a gel over your camera lens for Christ's sakes? Oh my god. I am I I am so tan. Uh, uh you know what? Actually it's probably because your head is so like sweaty. That that's the reflection I'm seeing. I have sweaty, sweaty balls. head. You have, have sweaty heads. Sweaty head. I was gonna say moist, but I know how much you love that. <laughs> it's so moist. Oh, 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 oh! oh. I just that serious. Dude, dude, there is bourbon everywhere right now. You just made I made. I made Scott do a spit take with bourbon. That was this a, is a good day. That was, that was beyond a spit take. I, it came out my damn nose. Oh. <laughs> right. so, I think so, it's called an angry dragon. <laughs> so I made a note. I made a note of, of the shit to, uh, to cut uh, out. Wait, wait, just a, yeah, yeah. We're, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, uh, where, where the hell were we? Um, <laughs> hey, the you know, confusion, I think I'm so, not quite sure. So we were talking about this. We, we did the show before. Um, yes. and we did it. It was in our first season and I never, uh, I posted it once and we got hit with all kinds of, of red flags. And I, I sat back, I was like, okay, I, I need to rework this and figure out how to, how to do this. And now that, now that I've got uh, everything kind of um, kind of fixed, well, we we decided that we didn't care about putting it on YouTube because they were the ones flagging everything, and we're like, right. wait, we don't care. We're yeah, just, was, this is just us, and we don't care about you. Like, God forbid we ever get this stuff on YouTube. Great, we'll cut out that one episode and whatever. We'll be fine. But I I, I don't think we ever will. No, uh, I don't think that people need to see us. I, I oh when, God, no! When we do the roundtable stuff, I I have more of an itch to um to stream to, that on some platform to stream that on some sort, yeah, or or do it on Discord, you know, do it where anyone can come in and watch. But we're we're limited to just the the guys that are there. To, yeah. to do the discussion um and, and i i do like that idea but um anyways we did this show once before and honestly it was a great show i had a blast i thought it was one of our best shows to that to but date it, it was a great show for the time period that we were doing it and now now things are different i mean i've got the beast uh you've got a much much better computer i mean then microphone and yeah can just add a little everything yeah it's just uh, the production values have gone up in, in our show and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but 
Because production values usually means money. <laughs> this is going to cost you. <laughs> um, but it was it was a show that I wanted to go back to because when we edited it or when I edited it, I edited it for YouTube more than the podcast. And I was like, we we've got to go back. So so when I built the new computer, we were kind of forced to go back because. I no longer had the footage from that show. So I had nothing to edit anymore. Um, but fortunately, like, just recently, he actually found our list, which was awesome. I found our list. I found our PowerPoint that we used, uh, of which what was, what was extremely interesting was seeing how different your list became. Oh, yeah. My list well, stayed the same. Your list changed. Oh, radically. I, and it, a lot of it, I don't know. Your mood changes sometimes. Your perception changes sometimes. I looked at the list and I'm like, it's just not that relevant to like, you know. I, okay. Let me back up just a little bit. When he was like, okay, we're going to do like our favorite songs. I said, okay, so I attacked this new list of, okay, what song makes me stop what I'm doing and listen to the whole song all the way through? It's kind of like um, watching Happy Gilmore. If it's on TV, I stop what I'm doing. I sit down, I watch the movie all the way to the end. I just, I love that movie. It's, it's, I don't know, it's one of those. And so I'm like, okay, what song, like, makes me do air guitar or air drums and i just i i tune out everything and, and so i did this huge list of like 40 of my top songs of all times and then he was like no 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 we're doing it like the original one i'm like oh i can't remember what the original was like he's like it's like our favorite high school college songs i'm like oh okay so i went back and edited my new list and I still had some slots left over and then he Scott found our original list. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. So I looked at my original list and I'm like, okay, definitely is going to go on there. Definitely. Yeah, it was already on there. That's already. So I, I kind of picked a few off the old list, uh -huh. added it to the new list. And there you go. That's, that's, that's the reasoning behind the but, huge and, change. Okay. Okay. The original list that we did was just 15 songs a piece. Um, We've kind of changed that. Uh, let's see here. We did 20 this time a piece. And a couple half, like half songs. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's see here if I can find it. Uh, I hear keyboard clacking. Yeah. Hang on. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> Sounds like a great intro to the show, though. <laughs> and now the Davis and Davis show shall begin. Uh, let's see here. 
This is the biggest countdown in the world. Connecting seven continents. Over 400 cities. 28 million people every week. And you. Direct access to the stars, the gossip, and the biggest hits in the USA. Broadcasting worldwide from the heart of Hollywood. This is American Top 40. Oh, sorry, I need to edit that one out. <laughs> um, I, I was actually looking for that America's Top 40. Uh, Casey Kasem. Guys, this is Casey Kasem. <laughs> because our list becomes 40 songs. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like, damn, we're smart. We're some smart mother. Smart. SMART. <laughs> oh, wow. I keep getting some great, great phone calls today. Um, Brazilian bikini wax, half off. Uh, <laughs> you'd walk in there, they're like, oh, no, you go now. Oh, that's some hairy butthole. We don't got enough wax in the whole store for your ass. No wax. No wax. Super glue. <laughs> we need to get all girls pull at once. <laughs> Tie to truck. Tie to truck. <laughs> no shortage of those in your town, so you're good. <laughs> Good thing oh. we got rid of Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, going to hell now. Okay. Oh my Great. God, my stomach hurts now. So You're from laughing, now. from spitting bourbon <laughs> on your keyboard. What a shitty day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so. Uh, do you have notes? I have a couple very quick notes on like my top five and that's it. I don't have a lot of stuff because you were like, oh, I'm not doing nothing. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I did, I did the, um, I did the PowerPoint. Okay. Um, which, which means that you and I are going to shrink here in a second. And every time I take over your screen, you're like, I can't read my notes. God yeah, I, damn I, I remember that so I can all small. I can all tab. No, 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 because I can all tab and get my thing up here. So I, I remembered how to use my computer finally. Did did you did you not like my my fake drunk? That was good. In about an hour, you'll hear the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> For realsies. Hey, I told you. Uh, well, I, I didn't tell our audience. I got I got an email from a fan um, out of the 11 people that listen to our show. Uh, and, and he said, I, 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 well, I, I think it was a he, I'm not quite sure. Uh, they said. Them. They, them. They really enjoy my voice. Your like, that, voice. That's freaking awesome. I really, really, I, I really need to thank me. I was like, well, what about Burke? Oh no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no! They said that you have the better laugh. Uh, I'll take that. That's that's fine. But I have the better voice. Y yours like, is more of a cackle than a laugh. Some days, so 
And on that note, <laughs> I'd say a cackle. I can't believe you call it a cackle. The, the um, Wicked Witch of Ireland. <laughs> 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 I get the cackle from my mother, though. Oh, she, God. And she's the Nazi. <laughs> you combine, honestly. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're very adamant about going, no, we're Polish. <laughs> kind of. Like, um, Raleigh, spelled R O E L L E, is German, not Polish. <laughs> Hence the fourth and Nazi. <laughs> Great grandpa left before the war. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's, that's so nice. I, I'm so going to hell. I just know it. I know it. Um. So yes, I did notice that your your list changed a lot. Yeah. Like I said, it was, this is part of the, I got to listen to music and um, that's how I blended the list together. But I, 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 I think I like this list better. Uh, do, do we want to like quickly? No, we don't want to quickly roll over. We'll do this. We'll do the original list at the very end. Yeah, because I, I, I have the original list right here. I have it up on my computer. Yep. Um. So uh, what, it'll be interesting to go over the original list and, and mm-hmm. see see where we're at. Um, I did change a couple. Uh, I pulled out anything that was pre-79. Um, I, I, I kind of kept it to if it charted in the 80s, or we were listening to it in college was kind of my, it's where it all landed. Yeah. You know what? This was a very interesting list to come up with. Yeah. Well, what was nice was that we had five extra slots. Yeah. I, I just, I, it just made more sense. Cause it, I mean, 15, I thought was going to be too many. And then 15, we were like constrained. It was really annoying. And so 20 gave us a little breathing room. Yeah, because uh, when we did do 50, I mean, even you and I were having discussions while we were doing the list. And I was like, uh, there's songs that we're missing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I, I, enjoyed doing this again. Enjoyed doing the research again. But um, it's a different style of music, almost. <laughs> The bad thing is that over the past three days, because of the trouble that I've been having at work, I've been very melancholy. So it's depression rock, Scott. All right. (laughs) It's it's ballads. Life is pain, man. (laughs) Goth Scott has entered the chat. As my brother said from prison, it's a broomstick up there until you're dead. <laughs> God. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> Scott, oh wait, Scott and I figured out how to actually get his iPhone onto yes. the Zoom call. We are going to talk to his brother again, but you're going to be able to hear it this time. Well, he, he's got to get out of lockdown first. 
What happened? I have no clue. Nobody knows. He hasn't talked to anyone in like a week and a half. Oh, no. So uh, usually when that happens, he's um, either gotten into trouble. Solitary. Yeah. Oh, goody. So we'll we'll see. I'm hoping he calls me tomorrow because I want to try to set up something, whether we do it on a Sunday night or... um, or, or something else, but God's honest. Well, he was calling every Tuesday night, like consistently, consistently there. for a long time. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I love my brother. He he has he has some great great stories. Uh, uh, I also want to try and get my friend Ed on. Um, Ed is is a gentleman who got me into racing. In, in the Arca Remax series. Oh, cool. Um, my brother was down in Daytona for the Daytona 500 and, and ran into Ed j- just sitting outside of the, or they were in a bar. They almost got into a bar fight. <laughs> what, your brother? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't see that. I mean, <laughs> I mean Ed some, said something, and, and next thing you know, they're about to throw, throw fists. And all of a sudden, they just kind of click with each other, and boom. <laughs> Six months later, I'm getting a phone call. Hey, do you want to work in ARCA race? Uh, yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Hey. It's, it's uh-oh, is it Kendrick? There's, uh, here. I don't see the tail. There he is. Hello, big oh. man. Oh. Background did him away. Okay. He is such a beautiful cat he's a good looking cat he's just an asshole but he actually wants to be petted okay okay it's all right buddy yes how sweet you're so sweet to that cat he's drawn blood so many times and just he's such an ass but you know when he's lovable all right uh, fine fine all right, I will. Love yeah, right, you. right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, right there, right there. Oh, he likes yeah. that. He likes. Oh uh, no, no, no. All right, that wasn't it. That's it. Okay. Uh, um. So anyway. yeah. Um. I think we uh, uh have explained enough <laughs> to death about. Uh, Let's do this thing, man. Uh, I have to, uh, I, I have to say this before we go. Um, I'm really pissed off at the fact that, uh, um, I, I didn't get any Depeche Mode in, into this. I do love Depeche Mode, but I was in such a depression mood today that, it just, uh, it, yeah, it didn't happen. It's all right. Um, That'll be a runner-up. That, yeah, that's, that will have to be my runner-up. Let's see here. I am, uh, I, I just added a whole, like, five songs so that we can actually go into a break this time. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that there's songs that we've all heard, and, and Burke will bitch about it. Um <laughs> 
There's no bad, but where are my songs? I need my songs. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. All right, I got a couple of my songs a couple couple episodes ago. I was pretty happy. Yeah. I'll send you some more. Okay. Well, you do that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the Davis and Davis best music of the 80s and 90s. Well, the best music of us growing up. Uh, high school and college. Um. I know it says top 15. I'm sorry. I used the old list. Uh, we're going to start with Burke's number 20, which, okay. which, ladies and gentlemen, is was actually on my list, and I took it off because of the fact that he picked it. Well, it was on my original list, if I recall. What? Okay, cat, quit. Okay, now the cat has to go because he's stepping on the keyboard. Don't get it. Zoinks. I don't want to paste. I want to go to the bottom of the list. Go there. La 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 la. Yeah, this was my this was my number nine last time. Okay, let's see. Now it is my number twenty. Oh, that's why. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I cannot see Burke at all. Uh, <laughs> did you lose your oh am i on a different screen or something or no it, what it's done is it has uh it has taken you out to optimize the videos that are that are in the powerpoint that i did uh because i actually the, did the, a powerpoint for us the the beast can't handle having both things at once no zoom can't handle it. oh okay that that I, that i get okay so see, the weird thing is i can see you and me and my list and the screen so mm -hmm. so anyways uh i have my chat up so if you need to say anything to me you can always chat me and uh and let's get into this are you ready i'm ready Except I don't know that I can see your chat anywhere. Uh, how about this? Oh, it pops up at the bottom. There you go. All right. Fair enough. You might have to hit your chat button on your... Uh, on your... Oh, now I got a little separate little thingy. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. There we go. So, so I don't need to see your ugly face, which is... Nope. 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 Dude, because that... That I can make head. my little tiny window smaller and small, 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 small. So ladies and gentlemen, we are up. We are up to Burke's number 20. You want to tell us who you got? This is, um, it, it's a pretty iconic 80s song. And I'm not super thrilled with the dude, but whatever. Th this piece of music is a great, great song. Um, and then it got slightly resurrected for uh, a Ferrari scene. And uh, oh, God, now I got no brain cells to remember the show. That was uh, Miami Vice. Um, this is Phil Collins in the air tonight.
So you said that this was not one of your favorites? Or I mean, Bill was not one of your favorites? Hello? Hey, you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> like all of a sudden the music stopped. I'm like, am I supposed to talk? Well, I, H- I, hello? I actually got on and I was like, so you said that this was not one of your favorites. Well, um, no, I mean, Phil Collin is not one of my absolute favorite persons, you know, but I love this piece of music. I, I absolutely love this piece of music. It's it's, I mean, come on! It's an iconic piece of music, man. The we didn't get to the drum thing, but who doesn't know the da 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 bump? I mean, but, okay. So I do love Phil Collins. I do love Genesis. Um, the the drum intro into this. the The neat thing about Phil Collins is that he always he always played with with what we call concert drums. Uh, there's no bottom head, no resonator. It's just big, loud boom. Uh, anyways, let's yeah, I'll I'll let it play out. And um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I I was I was trying to interject and talk in the middle of this, and then and then I couldn't hear you. Um, <laughs> and since I can't see you, I don't know if you're muting yourself or what. So I'm sorry. I, I'll I'll do the chat next. time. some good stuff there yeah i i thoroughly get into into him um 
And th- that drum sound was specifically something that Peter Gabriel had discovered and, and, and Phil was, was working at Peter's studio and they kind of discovered this, like, and I, there's a specific name for it. You could, there's a whole video about that iconic eighties drum sound. Uh, but it was, it, it was discovered by, you know, those two guys basically. And Phil's like, Hey, can I use that on my next album? And, and, and he's like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly where that came from. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay. All right. All right. Let's see here. I am about to, uh, shut down some things here. Scott can't stand not seeing my face, which I don't understand, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Now I can see you. Well, here's the thing. I froze for a second. You're having to text me on the phone. (laughs) Anytime I go to the chat, it stops the video. So... The chat's kind of (laughs) useless. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is, we're we're really batting a thousand, guys. (laughs) Um, All this new technology and uh, whatever. Phil Collins, Phil Collins was one of my, okay, this this is where my fetish for both Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel comes from. And that's the Genesis link. Uh, yeah, yeah. Genesis originally had Peter Gabriel as their as their, their lead singer and, and writer and yeah. And and when <clears throat> when Peter Gabriel basically said, Fuck you, we're done with you. Um which, he just wanted to do he he wanted to do very different stuff than what the rest of the guys wanted to do, and they're like all right, we need to go our separate ways. And and Phil, it's, Phil, bless his heart, man, s- s- jumped into the driver's seat as the singer and did. He really did a phenomenal job. I can't lie. He's a he's got a great set of pipes on him. Um, I, the the band the band had a direction that it was going. <clears throat> Genesis could not stop being Genesis. And, and I understand, I understand Peter Gabriel's wanting to, to expand his horizons and, and, and be something. I mean, you you look at Peter Gabriel now, he's an activist. He, he was, he's into different things than the Genesis group was into. Um, This is the same thing that, that happened with, with the band. Yes. Um, Which I, I was supposed to have a song on here by them and somehow i freaking forgot to put it in no no <laughs> um it's the same thing that happened with bat yes genesis uh yes merillion all of these all of these bands were considered prog rock bands uh and and what when a band starts in one direction it's impossible to stop that. It's tough. I mean, it can be done, but it's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, Marillion, the fish, when fish left, Marillion kept going 
in the same direction that they were in and became even bigger after fish left. Yes. Uh, Andrew, uh, look at how many variations of yes we've had. We've had John Anderson always as the lead singer, but Rick Wakeman has been there. I mean, Bill Bruford, all of these guys. Bruford Wakeman and Howe was an offshoot band. Asia. Yeah. It was like, yeah. So, so it, it was a uh, uh, the whole Phil Collins thing. This was this was really the first song that Phil Collins did outside of Genesis that really hit the big time. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, it, it this is the one song where where he drives me nuts because he doesn't say "hold on," he says "hold on." He's British. What do you expect? <laughs> hold on, mate. Hold, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, I think we're, are we ready to move on to my number 20? You're, you're number 20. We got to pick up the pace if we don't go into tomorrow morning with this stuff. So, yeah, let's go. Hey, look. <laughs> Do I even need that? Okay, so so we have just now gone from from Phil Collins to Genesis. <laughs> this song came out in January 1987 on the Invisible Touch album. Why did it stop? I, I didn't touch anything, I don't think. Yep, done with that. Um, <laughs> that was in too deep. Did you did you like touch the space bar or something by accident or I, I I'm sitting here trying to to bring up the page that I had opened up with all of the info with like what movie this was in uh all that stuff and guess what i just can't tell you um we're we're still working through the bugs in the new systems i'm I'm kind of surprised you didn't go with against all odds because that's it's in my opinion a slightly better song than although that i think that's just phil collins on his own well um against all odds Against all, can you hear that still? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, Against all odds was a great, great song, uh, but it it was overkilled. It, it, it was yeah, in, yeah, yeah. 
It was yeah. in movies. It was in all that. And and the thing for me is that I wasn't really a Phil Collins fan. I was a Genesis fan. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, the the thing about Genesis that I loved. Uh, one of the companies that I worked for was a company called Fairlight, and Genesis was the first band to ever have automated lighting in their show. Oh wow. That was where I kind of fell in love with them. When when I worked for Veralight, Genesis was the lead band out in the world showing off their lights. Kids nowadays, kids nowadays aren't going to remember the old concerts where all we had was par cans and nothing really moved. You had to create movement by flashing lights or changing lights and all that. It wasn't until you want to change the color. You had the three colors and you blended them together to make different colors on stage. You didn't just flip a switch and go do green, do blue, do red. Yeah, (laughs) we did it old fashioned way. It wasn't until the Genesis concert. I I do believe it was 1984. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, But that was the first tour that went out with the Verilite VL1 moving head. It was a 575-watt, uh, uh, basically a xenon lamp. Oh, wow. Uh, it had eight colors, and it had some gobos. And it was just, it was a basic light, but it was, it was, it changed the lighting industry. It changed the music industry. It changed the live show. You could oh, yeah. you could now go in with twenty five lights instead of hundred fifty and do the exact same show, but make it look good. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, and to top it off, Peter Gabriel's was was one of the original members of Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Collins came along and and was a drummer for them. He wasn't the lead singer originally. Genesis in the 70s, when they started out, was so alternative and so off the cuff that most people didn't like them. It was kind of like the original Pink Floyd music. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody knows The Wall, but there's some early albums that you're just like, what in the hell am I listening to? And you're like, that's Pink Floyd? No, no. No, not at no. all. <laughs> you slow. I'm thinking about work again. Uh. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was my number 20. We are up to Burke's number 19. And I, this is a, this is a big change. And I realized that this song had a lot more, I don't know, uh, background impact um that i had kind of thought that it did and and then anyway once again this whole thing i was like okay the songs that just make me stop and want to listen and, and do nothing so i was like I, I saw this one come across a list i'm like i, I gotta put this on here 1983 new order and this is blue monday
All right, so. I know this is one of your, well, I know Joy Division was one of your favorite bands, and this this is the band that came after the untimely demise of their lead singer. And, uh, but I, it, there's something about music that, like, being that I was in a garage band in high school for a hot second, I was constantly, after I started actually playing music and, 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 started listening with a, a, a different ear i'm like oh, how did they get that sound how did they do that effect how how did they how did they make that sound that, that shouldn't come out of a guitar come out of a guitar so this is one of those songs that's just it's fascinating on a technical level just to listen to and go that's really cool how they do that or you know what would i do to make that sound or whatever and, just, and it's great beat you know, I, I've always been kind of a sucker for dance music anyway. I was a child of, you know, disco for crying out loud. And so if it's got a good beat, I, I give it a 75. That's just automatic, you know? Well, and okay, so it, <clears throat> this song was released in 1983, uh, March of 1983, and it was released as a 12-inch single. It wasn't even on a regular album yet. Oh, wow. Um, it, it wasn't until 1985 that it was put on a regular album. Uh, as you said, the band before this was Joy Division. And the lead singer of Joy Division killed himself. So they wanted to have a different... Uh, they wanted to keep that Joy Division feeling, but... They wanted it to be a little bit more upbeat, a little more updated. Yeah, and so with his with Ian's death, they came up with the name New Order. It's it's Joy Division, but it's the new version of Joy Joy Division. This is probably the best electronic music that ever came out of the eighties. And Joy Division, Joy Division was in the 70s. Yeah. So, you know, oh gosh, I get so excited when we start talking about music that I'm into. <laughs> um, I knew you were going to be happy when you saw that song on my list. I, yeah, I, I, I went through Burke's list and, and downloaded all the music. I was like, oh my, Burke is picking new order. Uh <laughs> And we were talking about this a couple, uh, a few days ago or a week ago. Or so. Our our interactions with each other and talking about music for the past, I don't know, year, year and a half or anything has kind of changed our views a little bit and broadened our horizons a little bit. And that uh, that's kind of showing up in these lists a little bit too. Yeah. So. Well, it, it's my musical uh uh, prowesses have, have definitely changed with you and I talking about music. I actually look nine inch nails was, was uh, a band that I listened to when I was around you. That was it. It was a band that I listened to when I was in the Navy, when we were in the barracks, but it was never something that I really delve into to listen to. And when I started listening to their lyrics, I was like, wow, this band's, this band's actually kind of deep. They're talking about some deep, um, but it's still something that you can dance to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> dance I just, music gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he came from a pop band. I mean, there is a, I think we talked about this maybe on this original show. I can't remember. I saw it, it, it was in Cleveland too. It was like maybe News Channel 5 or something like that. They did an interview with this band and they were a pop band. And like there were four or five guys in this band and they're all in like, bright 80s you know red and white stripes and blah 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 and then you panned over to this one dude in all black and gray with this dour look on his face and you know it's 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 him (laughs) 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 so he had that background of like pop dance music that he's just like i gotta get through this shit so i can do what i want to do fucking i hate my life (laughs) you could just see it on his face it was awesome anyway (laughs) Uh, all right so we are up to what okay are we break time or do we have time for your number i we've got five minutes so i can go through my next one okay Um, you're number 19 then please my number 19 <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> we we had a we had a long discussion about this because uh there were certain songs by this band that that came out late 1990s i mean almost 2000 yeah um and so i had to go all the way back to their first album which was gordon mm-hmm. for anyone who might be able to figure this out. Um, and I was going to do um, uh, If I Had a Million Dollars because I do love that song. It's, Got it's too. one of my favorites. But then I started going through the songs that were on Gordon, which came out in 1992 for everyone. Um, and my ultimate favorite Bare Naked Ladies song is, is this one. And it's just it's got a great beat to it it's got a it's got great guitar riffs um and i mean when when you hit when you hit the adagio when when you hit that build it's just it's incredible and and the song is so meta because it is a song about writer's block referencing a song about writer's block which is just so self-serving it's great all right people here it is brian wilson's song by the bare naked ladies 1992 drove downtown in the rain 9 30 on a tuesday night just to check out the late night record shop cut it and pause Call it compulsive, call it insane But when I'm surrounded, I just can't stop It's a matter of instinct, it's a matter of conditioning, a matter of fact You can call me Pavla Dahl Ring a bell and I'll salivate How'd you like that? Dr. Landy, tell me you're not just a pedagogue Cause right now I'm lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson did Well I have, I'm lying in bed Just like Brian Wilson did So I'm Stare at the ceiling tiles And I'm 
That they harmonize with each other. Well, I mean, um, they were taking a little bit of the uh, the Beach Boys and you know from that, and uh, the, the the chord progressions are great in this song. I I honestly have forgotten about this song. I mean, we were talking about uh, this old apartment. Yeah, I forgot how great a song that is too. But th- th- I love this song. Absolutely I, love this song. I I think you and Burke and I have seen Burke. Bare Naked Ladies twice, twice? together. Uh, I've seen them four times all together. Uh, it, this is one of my favorite bands to go see live. They're they, so much fun. I mean, it's they 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 just don't care, you know, <laughs> which is awesome. And they but, sound so good, which is awesome. That, and they just they have a good time. It doesn't matter. They always have a great time, I th- and the audience has a great time with them. I think the 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 thing that you you said that that made sense to me is that they're out there to have a good time, yet they sound good. Oh it yeah! Does, every time we saw them, they sounded great. The sound quality was great. I mean, they they're kind of an organic group. I mean, they're not doing a ton of like, you know, special effects or you know, keyboards or anything. You know, they they could do this acoustically and it would sound fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, one of the best Canadian bands I, I ever seem to remember coming out of Canada. I mean, they're no Gordon Lightfoot, but. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, nah, I put him above Gordon Lightfoot. I love Gordon, I, but I'd put him above Gordon. I love Gordon Lightfoot, but I tell you what, I would rather go see Bare Naked Ladies live. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. They're just a fun band to go and watch. Um, hey, guess what? I think it's time for a break. We have hit break time. So we're going to go out on the end of the song. Sweet. All right, everyone. We'll see you in a few.
I just threw a bunch of songs in here for uh, for our breaks, but there's actually a cool story to this one. Okay. Uh, the production manager, production director for this band, is married to a girl I went to high school with. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, that's kind of cool. They all live down here in Texas. Um, I was like, that's really kind of neat. <laughs> I don't uh, hate it as much now. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I saw your face when I started playing. It. I knew that you were not going to understand what, what that was about. Hang that's on. okay. Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to chime in on my booze for just a quick second. I'm not digging this as much as bourbon. I think that's more of a personal thing. I want that more fuller flavor after it's melted in the ice a little bit. I think this would be a great beverage to introduce people who've never had bourbon. Start them out on this and then work them up to bourbon. It's still very tasty. It's just, it's a little lighter than what I prefer. So anyway. Well, um, I am still enjoying my Balfour. Uh, it is uh, my ice is totally melted now and it's it's, <laughs> it's texas what do you of, want <laughs> it's kind of drowned it down a little bit um but i think the best parts about it are the the after hints of vanilla and oak nice i i really dig this this is one i would not mix this no uh, no god no this is something that you just sit there and sip on on the back porch in 140 degree heat. Pff, fucking stupid ass. Who the fuck said to move to Texas? <laughs> All Already. Right, so, so I think we're on your number 18. We are. And this is a song that was not on my original list and I added to it because I, I actually wish I could have had another song, but it was a much later song. And that's okay. Uh, and it, this song has popped up in my life in little pieces and snippets uh, for a long, long time. And it's like, you know what? I, I want to have this on my list. This was 1986. This is the boys from Jersey, the Beastie Boys, and Fight for Your Right. For your right to 
so this song really is meant to be a parody of party songs and this is it's, it's more of an ironic song they're making fun of all these idiots partying as hard as they can and unfortunately the people that listen to this song didn't take it that way they took it the other way they were like yeah go to party go to party like no you dumb but whatever But man, it's just, it's a great blend of like Jersey metal and rap. I just I I love this song, man. Well, I mean, this uh, the Beastie Boys were the start into rap. I mean, uh, I, I may have to cut that out. No, I mean no, I mean they were they, there were a lot of rappers who hated him at first, but they gained acceptance over the year. I mean, they just. They put out good, good product, and good product is good product. I don't care who you are, you know. So good. I, I've actually got a. I gotta move this so that I can you see my notes. Um, <laughs> because this this song was, and it is a part of Def Jam music. Oh my God, Tabitha Soren was in this video. She went on to do MTV News. I did not know that. Wow. I know, right, man? Um, okay, so the Beastie Boys were... were um, yeah. I, uh, and they're wearing ACDC t-shirts and Slayer t-shirts. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Man, the Beastie Boys. They were so good, man. <laughs> I would have they, really loved to have only had, had Sabotage. One, they only had one good album. Oh, no. Sabotage was a great... Well, okay, album, yes. That first album was just phenomenal. I, I love the song Sabotage, but it was a little bit after our list, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I, I never got into the Beastie Boys. I don't know why. Uh, you don't but, have to be into the Beastie Boys to love some of their music. Okay. Okay. Like, do you like that song? I, I do. Yeah. I actually, did, I, did, did you I, like Sabotage? I have actually. Okay. When, when, when we were at the University of Akron, Kevin Head and I would use that song <laughs> at our parties. I mean, it, it, there were about six songs that we would use. There, there was uh, there dance was, to the music, dance to the music. There was um, uh, it's got to be a B fifty two song in there somewhere. It's eleven. Uh, Bobby Brown's "My Prerogative." Yeah, yeah. Which we would use at eleven o'clock in the evening every night. Uh, what was the one song that they all danced to? The Michael Dance Jackson to the music. Song. That was Dance to yeah. the Music. Sly and the um, Family Stone. 
Was that? Yeah. Oh, that was no. There was there was no, a, a, that was a song that they took all the way to Florida and got onto MTV with. Yes, but there was another song, a Michael Jackson song that Charles Shin and Kevin would do. Oh God, I don't remember. Of course, I don't remember a lot of those parties. Yeah, I was there. I just don't remember them. There, there were a lot of weddings involved. <laughs> many beers, many boozes, many whippets, many cigarettes. Yes. Indeed. Many bathroom breaks with Tina Cherry standing there. I said, oh, God. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What's your number 18? I'm dying to find out. Uh, okay. So, so number 18. You guys are about to watch the official music video for a song called We're Not Gonna Take It from the our, album our podcast, Stay our, Hungry. Our, our podcast listeners are going to watch the video. Okay, great. Okay, go. Well, they, they're, they're going to go. They're going to go on YouTube. <laughs> this song has been covered by Donuts, Weird Al Yankovic, and The Lit, among oh, others. And has been featured in a number of television commercials and shows. Are you ready? I'm ready. I will tell you who sings it after we get through the intro. Pass the... Hang on. I'm going to skip this. Back up touch. There you go. That should be good. What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Remember me saying that I had a bad day at work? Yeah. I did not pick this song until I came home from work. <laughs> You're like, fuck it. It's going on my list. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Twisted Sister with D. Snyder as the lead. Uh, see, we're not going to take it anymore. 
as I said, this came out in 1984. The the video's hilarious. If yeah. you get a chance, go to YouTube, watch the video, watch the whole thing. Uh, this was that era, man, 1984. Oh, yeah. We weren't going to take shit from anyone. Now, I, I love the fact that Dee Snyder showed up at Congress with the whole Tipper Gore thing and the Filthy 15 songs. And he's he looks like the freak he is on this video. And he was so well-spoken and put those guys in their place. It was great, great television to watch. It was always oh, fantastic. They, they actually have, on YouTube, they have the hearing, the congressional hearing that, that he was at. And it's brilliant. I mean, you realize how smart this guy is. They're thinking, oh, we're going to have a slam dunk with this asshole. And then he turned it around. It was great. Oh, and my he God. he slammed, I mean, every congressman that tried to make him look like an idiot. He just, he turned it around. Oh, so good. Um, and that, you see, here, here we go. This is the quintessential, this is what the 80s were about. It, it, we were we were tired of our parents telling us what we were going to do. And we were going to do what we needed to do to survive. I, I love Dee Snyder. Anyways, this, this song <laughs> this song's one of those songs that really pulled me out of the depression modes that I was in. And, and like I said, I had a shitty-ass day at the golf course today. This song actually made my day worth it. <laughs> so, that's good stuff. That, that, that's, now, I'm sure you were not expecting that on my list. I was not, man. I did, you know, I did that. I mean, they, they on the hair metal band spectrum are a little on the flaky side because they just, <laughs> they took the makeup to the absolute effing extreme. Just as like, okay, how goofy can we make ourselves look? The, oh, we can go further. Hold on. Hold my beer. Hi, Kendrick. Come here. Oh, there, there you go. There are very few bands that I could sit back and go, well, they're a little over the top. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you got Guar. Yeah. Um, you got I mean, Sand Clown Posse. Yeah. <laughs> Slipknot. Um, but, and these but, guys. And, and, and then there's Twisted Sister. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, it was a great part of my youth, and I loved them. <laughs> All right. We are up to Burke's number 17. Yes. Um, and this was a band. I, I had heard them on and off, and they grew on me over the years, and I realized that that the, the sound, the 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 kind of off centeredness of, of of all of their music was just fantastic and i i grew to appreciate them more and more and more and more over the years i liked them originally and just really came to to love a bunch of their songs this was 1987 jane's addiction and jane says
who would ever think to put, you know, J- Jamaican steel drums into a mainstream song? And it, it, but it sounds so good. And it's just so. I love when like hard hitting bands do the slow down and take their time and, and and do kind of a ballad. And this is kind of kind of their ballad song. Um, you got you got some really amazing people in this band originally dave navarro was in this originally flea for the red hot chili peppers was in this band originally you are muted you're muted <laughs> i was just about to say that was flea was yeah. that not flea playing that guitar? was flea yeah no absolutely uh, and it was dave navarro oh uh, god i love dave navarro holy crap i love dave navarro from from the tattoo show on um yeah i think it's a and e uh yeah it, it he is basically the host of a new tattoo show. Yep. Incredible musicians. Oh yeah. Just absolutely just fantastic music and, and their lead singer was just so kind of out there, but it always worked, man. I mean just Okay. He he was out there, but here's the thing. He's he's able to push his vocals mm-hmm. without going into falsetto and still having that high tone to it. And still having a lot of oomph behind it, too. Yeah. I mean, look at Navarro playing the bass on this. <laughs> I think he was playing guitar. I think Flea was doing bass. That could be. So, yeah, just, 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 this is like crunchy peanut butter it's smooth and crunchy at the same time man it's, it's all good uh, well okay so here's here's the biggest thing that i will say about this um i worked with guns and roses for about a month and a half and guns and roses is a great studio band they are not good live <laughs> jane's addiction sounds like Jane's addiction on the recording when they're live his vocals are on point constantly yeah it's like um oh okay brain cells are dead again uh who did uh uh, who did the song I'm alright from Caddyshack I'm alright danger zone yeah uh kenny He's, loggins yeah kenny go. sounds so good live as well as he does on the studio and that that to me is just it just another you know that to me is is the point of a good musician sounding good in the studio is one thing as you can sound that good live you're a true musician at that point see i i don't want to take a away from jane's addiction they're almost done but you are absolutely correct. I saw Kenny Loggins a couple of years ago at the NAM show. And I mean, okay, so this guy's got to be in his 80s. Sounds just like he did in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, no, he's phenomenal. So good. Yeah. What a great guy. <laughs> um, uh, Jane's Addiction's a, a band that is no more, which is sad is kind of sad um mainly because their their lead singer and lyricist was in he he was just 
he was different. And and that's kind of what made Jane's Addiction a fun mm-hmm. band to sit back and listen to. Um, they had some great dance songs too, which weren't supposed to be dance songs. <laughs> and down the line, when they did "Been Caught Stealing," is just such a fun song to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, man. Right. We are up to your number seventeen now. I do believe. I do believe we are. And let's see here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, I know he's looking at this. He 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 can see. You know what? This sucks because he can see the title. Um, this but is, I still have no clue. <laughs> this is a this is a song called "Kiss the Rain" by Billy Myers. And you remember me telling you that I've had a bad freaking four days at work. Oh, yeah. Just a bunch of people that are constantly bitching. And um, this was one of the songs that in, in this actually came out in the 90s, okay? Right after college was over. But uh, I was in the military. I was, I was dealing with different bullshit. Well, actually, I was going through my divorce uh, from Sandy. And we'll allow it. And this this song was was really a song that that pulled me through those tough times. This is Billy Myers with Kiss the Rain. do know you could use this on our next podcast right yeah i do i do know that uh that's part of the reason why it's here um because this showed up on dawson's creek and chasing amy yes sir so i had to look her up interesting interesting background holy cow yeah i mean she's an english she's an english woman English and Jamaican by birth. 
Uh, yes. Avid, uh, she's uh, bisexual, uh, pop, jazz, world music, um, battles with depression. Uh, she's just got a really, yeah, interesting background. That's, that was, uh, okay, when the video came out in, in 1997, the video is very explicit as far as somebody dealing with inner demons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just with, with her talking about, about you being able to go out into the rain to reset, to, to understand that, that you may be a, a, oh God, why is that? (laughs) You click something. To, to be uh, to be able to do that reset you know I, I I really when this song came out I was touring a lot and I was going through a divorce and it just it kind of gave me that feeling that you always had that reset you could go outside you could you could stand in the rain and it's going to reset everything and you can start the next day. And honestly, I'll tell people my divorce was the evilest thing I've ever seen. I I don't know how I made, made it through. Uh, I probably should have killed myself 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, but it was songs like this and songs like come undone by Duran Duran that really pushed me through the depression. Her, um, her vocal style is kind of reminiscent. Of, this is going to sound kind of weird of meatloaf. Like she's putting it all out there on every verse. Like she's not holding back. It, it, she's just putting all the emotion into every single verse. And I, I, I really dig that. I, 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 I don't I think, think I've ever heard this song in my life. And it's like, that's a great song. Billy wrote it, uh, Desmond Child, as well as Eric Brazilian, produced the song, so they helped her along with it. Anyone that knows Desmond Child knows that that, that is the R&B uh, queen bee there. Uh, just, just really, really good with the R&B vocals and different, different things like that. Billy Myers' voice has so much range that she can she can do stuff that other people can't when she goes into that when when she goes into that kiss the rain and holds that note for as long as she holds it i mean that's a, it's impre- it reminds me of shaka khan no oh, yeah yeah you know, anyways i'm going to get off of billy myers well actually i'm not on her right now um I'm Unfortunately, not, no. gorgeous woman. She's a beautiful <laughs> woman. I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, so, <laughs> I think we're on Burke 16. Yes. Um, this is a group I was introduced to by a girl I was dating in high school. Um, and she and Jenny, of all people, Jenny Thompson? Yes. Uh, 
somebody had given them tickets to go see this show at EJ. And they're like, uh, who is this group? And they're like, uh, whatever, it's free tickets. We'll go watch it. And they came out of the show going, holy shike. This was, am- I love this stuff. This was amazing. This song uh, came out in 1989. And he's, him and he did solo and everything and i've loved him for years and years and years um this is the song is back on my feet again by the babies and john wait is kind of the 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 big guy behind this whole thing oh wait john wait from uh uh people talking yes 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 okay okay yep makes more sense now doesn't it it does the vocals make (laughs) a lot more sense now oh yeah All right, here we go. Hit it. I was so lonely until I met you. Told myself I'd get by without love. Drowning my sorrows, a foot into Mars. Kind of felt that I just had enough. You light up my face with your jokes and your smiles And the way that you came every night Don't know what you got, but I'm sure glad I found you Could be wrong, but it sure feels right And here I am I'm back on my feet again So yeah, this, uh, I everything John Wade does, I really enjoy, and I, I was kind of assumed the guy was kind of a butthead to work with, but apparently he's a super chill and nice guy. I've actually heard him on the Bob and Tom show a couple times. Like he would come on and and just do interviews with these guys just because they loved his music so much. And like early in the morning, he's singing to these guys, which if you're a singer and it's 6 a.m. and you're trying to sing, that's just fucking rough, but he's doing it anyway. I just, everything he does, man, it's just, it sounds tight. He's another one of those singers that just like vocally puts it out there. He's, he's, he's singing his ass off. I Every think, time. I think what I saw was interesting was uh, the the structure of the song. You you went through two verses and two choruses in a minute and twenty seconds. Yeah, which is just quick. And then they went into basically a pre-chorus vamp in the middle or a pre-chorus interlude. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the, 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 the structure of the songs are interesting. The 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 hooks are always interesting. I mean, you know, every time I think of you was another one of the songs that he, they put out like 1979, and isn't it time is a great great song, and and John Waits solo is just good music too. So it's just he's it, it, always been in that. He was always there musically uh, when I was listening hardcore when I was in high school. So yep. I, I love the babies. Oh, look at the Kendrick. They're the kitty. Oh, look at that. The Kendrick. You're gonna try going and bite to my neck. Town. <laughs> Alrighty, man. All right. uh, is it break time or you got time we for got one more? Twenty-two minutes. Oh, geez. Okay. Cool. We got plenty of time here. Plenty uh, of times. So we're about to go to my sixteen. Uh. My 16 actually um, comes from 1986. Oh, yeah. 1986, the year before I graduated. This was when Burke graduated. I do believe. I graduated in 85. 85. Yep. So I was already. God, I was already hacking you. Holy crap. Yeah. So this song uh, came out on an album called uh raised on radio and my friend bob cavanaugh and i actually went in 1986 to see this band live nice oh yes and it excited me and this is actually one of burke's bands or at least it was before he changed (laughs) uh we we actually had the lead singer Steve Perry. Uh, as I said, this is from the Race on Radio uh, album. I'm going to say this: this song is called "Be Good to Yourself," and it's one of the. I mean, I wanted to put "Faithfully" on here. I really did. Yeah, that's a good. Um, that's a very good song. But. I had so many depression songs already because I had a <laughs> shitty day at work. <laughs> I decided to go with something like this. Now you'll notice that the audio here really isn't the best, but I'm, I I I gotta tell the people this. You see it. This is the actual concert from like Red Rock, maybe. No, this is the actual concert from the Richfield Coliseum. Oh God, you're kidding me! Nope. Holy cow!
So, so during this concert, before the concert even started, there was this big, huge curtain up, and Steve Perry is shoving his ass out through the <laughs> crack in the curtain and wiggling it. I, it was it was one of the best concerts I ever went to. Um. And, and you know, I, I don't think that is the Richfield Coliseum. That's gotta no, be. I saw lights where lights couldn't be yeah. in the Coliseum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was um, it was a very. I mean, YouTube hasn't listed this the Richfield Coliseum, but that's not the Richfield. Actually, Coliseum. I think the keyboardist in this video would not have been the keyboardist at the Coliseum. It would have been. Um, Oh, God. Rollin was his name, I think. Originally from Santana. But that guy there, that that keyboardist, used to play yeah. with the babies. Yeah, I I'd have to I'd have to look that up. Uh, actually, one of the songs that that keyboardist wanted the babies to use, the babies really didn't want to, and he gave it, I think it was Faithfully, of all things, and gave it to Journey, and Journey was like, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> so, I know that this is the Race on Radio Tour because Randy Jackson is playing in it. Uh, and... Neil Schoen is the same. Yep. The keyboardist looks like the original keyboardist. No, no, no. The original keyboardist, his name was uh, something Roland. Uh, big, long, curly hair, big handlebar mustache. Because Roland and Sean started in Santana. As a matter of fact, Roland was the actual singer in the uh, song Black Magic Woman by right. Santana. That is correct. Um, anyways, Journey. Journey, my 16th pick. There were a hundred songs that oh, yeah. I could have picked from this band. Um, I decided to do Be Good to Yourself because I'll depress you later. Greg Raleigh, that was his name. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are up on Burke's 15. Cool. And I really, I knew you were going to like this one. And I kind of went way off base for my normal stuff. Um, this is another one of those songs that fascinated me because of how do you get that sound out of a guitar? How did you, how did you do that? And then the rest of the song is just, cool as crap to listen to i love it's smooth and laid back and and slightly crunchy uh this 1984 this is the crunchy crunchy seems to be your word for this it's just if you got smooth and crunchy it's it's all good it's all good man this is how soon is now by the smiths
So the technicality of this song drew me in originally. Then the lyrics kind of picked on me. And just just everything about the song is just so well done. And then you've got so many people from, you know, you got Morrissey that went on to do his own thing. Uh, this this band was a big genesis for a lot of, a lot of, you know, your favorite music, if I recall. Well, the the thing about okay, I don't I don't want to go too much into the Smiths because they the might Smiths, show up again. <laughs> the Smiths will come up again. Um, but here's the thing: the Smiths came out the same time as Joy Division came out. This was this was early early British punk, British progressive rock. Uh, it, it was a different tone than Americans were used to hearing. Are you okay? I froze there for a second. You froze, but now we're back. Holy cow. You you just looked like you were totally... You're like, I mean, you never froze. You never froze here. Like, I kept oh, okay. watching you go around. I'm like, damn. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's having some issues there. Um, but... But like I was saying, this this was the same time as Joy Division and the Sex Pistols, uh, Iggy Pop, the Clash, and the Clash. Oh, yeah. You know, this this was actually the start of the mellow progressive rock that I fell in love with. Uh, and Morrissey's Morrissey's incredible. Um, that the guy can write lyrics like you wouldn't believe. You're the one for me, fatty girl. I mean, who <laughs> writes shit like this? He He's just... In, it's yeah. one of the most amazing bands from the 80s. And, and honestly, people nowadays need to go back and look at them. Oh, because yeah. They, these are songs that you just don't realize are there, but they're incredible. I mean, the cool thing about that song is they brought it back for what the the TV series Charmed, yep. and they did a cleaned up version of it. But still, I, like I said, this song just attracted me because of its the technical aspects of it. And but then the rest of the song drew me into it. I'm like, oh, this this doesn't suck. This is this is cool. This is actually good. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. All right, all right. We've got ten ten minutes left. 
Um, we are actually at the 15 number. Yep. This is your number 15. This is why we wanted to start early. <laughs> I'm. We're going to go through the 15 and then we'll take a break. Okay. Um, because I'm getting to the point of having to, to go to the restroom. So this band actually used to have two lead singers or two lyricists. In okay. Roy Orzabal and and um, Ian Curtis. Ian Curtis. Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking out now. Um, this is Tears for Fears, and this song actually came out when the two split up. So this is just Roy Orzabal, and Roy Orzabal went out uh, to find a female vocalist for the song. Really? And he found Alita Adams, who is, well, not just that. She's been on Broadway. She's she's done a ton of stuff. Um, this song came out in 1989. This is Tears for Fears. And I'm sure there's going to be more Tears for Fears going on in this. Quite podcast. possibly. But this is Tears for Fears, Woman in Chains. I'm I'm literally going to let this play because the lyrics are so strong. You just have to listen to it. You have to listen to the lyrics. You have to understand the the suffrage that that this lady is going through. And and it's it's just a very powerful song. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, women's and women in chains. Hey, you rem- remember me saying that there's going to be depression rock going on? I seem to recall you mentioning that once or twice. Not right. But- no. Nah. You kept it to a minimum. I'm pretty proud of you, actually. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The weird thing about this song, though. Yeah. The tone of it doesn't feel depressing. It's it's more of the the, the lyrics and the meaning behind the song. It, you know, you're you're right. It, it has this uh, melodramatic flavor to it, but it doesn't. I mean, in the beginning, you, you're like, oh, this is pretty. This is pretty. And and then you start listening to the lyrics. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, this this chick's getting the shit kicked out of her every day. God, I love Alivia Adams. She's got oh. a beautiful voice. Holy cow.
there's a little Peter Gabriel vibe to this song too that I love. Yeah, you know what? they do any other songs with her other than this no this was the only song they did with Alita Adams oh god um and, and and like I said this this was that period when they were splitting up like you still see him in the video playing guitar but you'll notice that he has no vocals in this whatsoever and, and that yeah Their voices blend so beautifully. Holy cow. Oh, just wait. It's just, it's an incredible song about the trials and tribulations of a an abused woman and, and it's really kind of interesting watching the video because she's I mean like like in that scene right there she's hugging her husband who just beat the shit out of her song and uh, it's it's these interactions with you and i like i really didn't pay that much attention to this song ever i liked it but i got way more appreciation for this song now than i ever did and i'm gonna probably listen to it at some point tomorrow and like sit and dissect it and that i love that shit absolutely love that shit it's it's such a brilliant song Roland Orzabal actually is one of the best lyricists I've ever seen. He knows how to pull shit out of, out of, he knows how to get feelings out of people. Even with their song Shout, Tears, uh, 
Tears for Fears is probably my favorite band out of I out of all of them. And and everyone knows I love Marillion. Oh yeah. I, I that is such a hot band. But Tears for Fears writes lyrics that that you can actually deep dive into the lyrics and go, holy shit, that's what that's about? Yeah. <laughs> Songs that make you think, hold on. I, I I'm not sure I want that. Holy cow. Guess what? We we just went through our time. We have like 57 seconds left. Beautiful. No clue what button this is, but I have to pee so bad. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yeah, let's do this thing. (laughs) Bye. and Davis show which is kind of uh, rolling with a little bit more of that tears for fears I mean I, the more it that doesn't we, suck man it's awesome <laughs> the more that we go through this list the the more I sit back and go oh my gosh I need to put that song in our queue <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen we're, we're back we just had a great discussion about Tears for Fears, uh, as well as Alita Adams, who who just has an incredible voice. Yeah, um, she's strong as death. But y- you know what? It's time to move on to Burke's number 14. And uh, <laughs> I- I'm going to say this before you can talk, okay? Go for it took me about a half an hour and you texting me back to finally find the correct version of the song. <laughs> I can tell you why he wanted to write this song and his record company didn't want him to They're like that. That sucks. That's there's no way that's going to play. So he wrote a version for his own country. They were like, oh, that's good. We'll we'll play that. And then after that was popular, he then 
did the version that he wanted to originally do. So this is a British gentleman writing a song about an American city. And this is a really important song. This was played on MMS all the time in their intros. It's just a great song. This is 1979, Ian Hunter, and the song is Cleveland Rocks. So, so one of the one of the cool things that I did with this, um, Burke sent me this this list, and I started hunting and hunting and hunting, and when I finally found it, I was like, okay, this is the one I have to. The version that you are listening to was recorded in the Agora Ballroom <laughs> in Cleveland. Uh, how many how many places have we heard uh, what was uh what's his name's uh television show the comedy show uh, uh drew carey drew, drew carey, carey used this uh in the presidents in the united states covered this song for the drew carey show and that was an awesome version also uh the cleveland guardians play this song after every win. <laughs> I 
Cleveland's the only one that rocks. And and what was what was interesting about the song when when Ian when Ian wrote it, uh, like you said, they they transferred it to England rocks. Yeah, so he, he originally did England rocks, and it was a very kind of goofy song. But God, when he did Cleveland rocks, it just sounded so good. And like I said, this was like on MMS all the time, all their intros, everything. Yeah. I don't know how many concerts I've seen in that building. not bad for the agora no um let's see who have i seen there bruce springsteen eric clapton Ooh. uh i never saw ian i i wish i would have now now that i've seen that <laughs> uh michael stanley band i've seen at the agora ballroom um the Agora Ballroom was a great place to go. It was a great venue to go see a live show. But when there weren't live shows, the Agora Ballroom would open up and it was a dance floor. I've been there a few times uh, drinking possibly underaged and uh, I, I yeah. Don't know, yeah. I don't I don't know how that happens. There's a uh, uh. shop attached to it that you uh constantly would go and get your yeah okay no the agora ballroom was was just this it was a stable of cleveland i mean just watching that song it makes me proud of being from cleveland <laughs> uh, and and it makes me realize how much i miss cleveland uh it's a it's it's a great city. the The agora was was one of the 
premier places to see bands because you were right up front with them. Yep. I mean, and it was it was close enough to Akron that you could get there easily. It was close enough to Cleveland you could get there easily. It was just readily accessible. It was, it was an awesome place. All right, sir. Uh, that was a great choice for 14. Thank you, sir. Uh, my choice for um, 14 is a woman... Uh, who who may actually come up in my list again? I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is from her 1988 album, The Sensual Word. But where I fell in love with the song was a movie by Kevin Bacon called "She's Having a Baby," hmm. and. To to tell you a little story about that about that movie, Kevin Bacon is married to a woman who is pregnant, who ends up having complications during her during her birth, and he is rushed out of the operating room while they do an emergency C section, and th- through the the movie they play this song. And you see scenes of her going through surgery and scenes of him in the waiting room in agony. So with that, this is this is woman's work by Kate Bush.
in typical Kate Bush fashion. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's brutal, and it's oh yeah. I mean, it's hitting you in the face, and, and all all Bert got to see was the the original uh, video uh, music video, which, which? They, they depicted a bunch of stuff from the movie. Um, but I mean, you could just you could see it when 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 she falls over, dying at at the table. It's just like holy shit. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at this video, which I've never seen before, and I'm I'm looking at the guy, and I'm like, my God, that man looks familiar. So I had to look him up. It's Tim McKinnery. Yes. Who was in a lot of, uh, well, he played Lord Percy in Captain Darling, mm-hmm. the Black Adder series with, um, uh, oh God, um, yes, brain cells are completely dead. Not Hugh Laurie. Well, no, Hugh Laurie and um, uh, Mr. Bean. Who played Mr. Bean? Yeah. Uh, that was a Rowan Atkins. Yes. So he was in the Rowan Atkinson series black adder for a couple of the seasons and everything and it's like but oh god i think i got introduced to kate bush maybe the so album with peter gabriel okay yeah might have been the first time that i ever heard her and then i'm almost positive that jenny had one of her albums and i got to listen to the whole album through i'm like oh my god i gotta listen to more of this totally got into kate bush very early on is like got her vocal range and stylings are so off the scale. I mean, like she can sound like a little girl. She can sound gravelly and, and scary. And, 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 and she doesn't, she's another one of those that puts it all out there. It doesn't matter if the song is, is, is low key intense whatever she puts it all out there every single time it's just such good stuff to listen to in 1988 i worked at kane park amphitheater and uh oh my my picture just went away whoa everything just everything just took a shit here (laughs) i can see a cannon and i can Uh, see your mouse moving around (laughs) wow um let's see here yeah, there you are. Uh, all of my soundboards just flashed. Like, everything. Fl- I think we just had a power spike here. Oh. Um, and, and so people know, yeah, it's still 102 degrees here. Uh, yeah, that's good. And yeah, we're, it's just we're, down from 107. We're starting to have some issues with the power grid keeping up. <laughs> No, don't say that. Anyways, in Texas, come on. 1988 was when. Well, you're gone again. It's a cannon. Oh, I hear, I hear windows bleeping in the background. That can't be good. There's a whole lot going on right now, people. (laughs) (laughs) Please Um, excuse us. We're experiencing technical uh, difficulties right now. Zoom is unable to detect a camera no oh, shit that can't be good yes we're we're, we're uh we, we i can hear you though and considering it's a podcast 
That's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'm going to finish my story about Kate Bush before I, okay. before I pause and fix this. The thing about, okay, 1988, Randall Enlow, who was uh, the technical director at the University of Akron. Love when, him. When we were there, called me up and said, hey, do you want to work at Kane Park? Oh, wow. Uh, in Cleveland Heights. And I went, yeah, I would love to do that. So I went up to Cleveland Heights, and I worked at Kane Park for the summer. Um, I'm sure that I totally fucked everything up because I fuck everything up in my life. And um, I met this girl named Lisa Clements, who was working in one of the uh she she was working concessions okay and i'm gonna tell you man i fell in love with this girl i had (laughs) just been dumped by my girlfriend donna and lisa really kind of pulled me out of this rut but she was she was the one that introduced me to joy division and kate bush and all these really, really cool bands that 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 weren't normal, uh, or or weren't normal as far as Medina goes. Yeah, they weren't mainstream per right. se. Um, and I mean, the the year that I dated Lisa was incredible for me, and it taught me a lot. Um, I was a shit to her. I, I, I still to this day try to apologize to her probably every 10 years. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, I was a shit and, and I don't know any other way to say it. Uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have, she said that she wanted to go off to college and I said, well, if you're leaving, fuck you. Uh, that's a little uh, harsh. But, you know, well, I I didn't quite say it that way, okay, Bert. I was a, you, well with you. You never know. Well, I had, yeah. <laughs> Lisa, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm going to apologize. I'll apologize to a lot of my other older girlfriends, and uh, I was a dick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a little break here. I'm sorry that this break is coming so quick, but I've got to get this fixed. Uh, We'll be right back. See you soon. I want somebody to share, share the rest of my life, share my innermost thoughts, know my intimate details, someone will stand by my side and give me support. Did you unplug it and plug it back in again? Did you turn it off and turn it back on again? Yeah. 
I, I never should have been a singer. All right, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll get the fuck out of here. We'll be back. Hey, make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast.